Hey, good morning, uh, Wrestling Nation, Ward Wrestling Live. Uh, again, thank you for supporting the show. We have another amazing uh, USA wrestler, uh, college coach uh, on our show again today. He's the head coach at the Pitt Panthers. He was the member six years on our USA team, third at the 2012 Olympic trials. He was the U.S. national champ 2012 and two, or 2013 and 2014. Uh, he's turned around the pit program uh, to be in a powerhouse. He was their 2008 national champ and two-time All-American, and I could go on and on, uh, but that's enough. Enough said. We've got Coach Keith Gavin with the Pit Panthers here with us on Ward Wrestling Live. Coach, man, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it looks beautiful there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it is. It's been uh... – we've been getting lucky there's been some nice days so yeah nice man well first of all um again thanks for coming on but talk about this crazy off season and and uh yeah are we starting to see things open up now in your area yeah things are starting to open up in our area it's just it's still a lot of uncertainty though you know especially with um uh, i think people are worried about a second wave so you know that's concerning for a sport like ours because that's stirring our year but you know, it is what it is. We're just kind of doing the best that we can during this time. And, and our, I know, you know, our guys are doing the best they can. It's just, it's strange, you know, but it's, it's strange for everybody. You know, we're not used to not being around uh, our guys for this long, but it is what it is. Like I said. Yeah. I was talking to a coach yesterday and I said, the one thing that the, when I asked coaches, what do they miss the most? Mm -hmm. Most of them don't say the first thing they don't say is wrestling. They say, I just miss the kids being in the room around me. Yeah. You know, I guess as head coaches at college, kids are there doing homework with you, kind of hanging out with you. Just kind of the energy of, of that is, is kind of missed. And it sounds like you're obviously the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird not to be in our own, uh, you know, not to be in our wrestling room for this long. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think wrestling's going to look like now? You think we're going to get, uh, get some matches here this summer, tournaments here this summer, or, or you think you know I know that there are going to be some some high level matches going on you know there's there's one in Chicago coming up on June 28th that uh has some has some pretty high level guys wrestling each other and so that would be pretty cool I think um I think there's another one coming up at the end of July a similar event you know but uh kind of showcase some wrestling so so that's exciting because there's not much wrestling going on but other than those two events I don't know of anything else yeah no we haven't heard much either uh well, anyway, talk about your program. So you, you took over there the first year. You were just kind of building 4-11. Uh, two years ago, you go 13-3. and three. You have a, a great year this year, and then Corona hits. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're really turning around that program. You've brought in um, coaches that wrestled with you, so you're really doing a great job building the surroundings for the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about pit wrestling and how you've turned that program around and and what it means to, to coach your alma mater and, and what you're doing and your philosophy and culture. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, it's certainly a special opportunity to be the head coach of my alma mater. You know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a great job and it's even a little more special because I went to school here. So um, I love Pitt, you know, I love the, I love Pittsburgh, the city. And so being here is just a, is just a, a great opportunity and I'm grateful for it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, when I got here, I think that, um, 
the thing about Pitt is that we, we have had success. You know, I, I obviously had uh, success as an individual wrestling at Pitt and had some teammates that had success as well. And, and we've had plenty of all Americans and, you know, they've had plenty of national champions. So it's not like it hasn't been done before, you know, it wasn't like uh, you're trying to start from scratch really. And it was just, um, you know, like me getting there is, is getting the, getting the right guys in the program. And, and we were, we got lucky with a couple of guys that transferred in right away. Um, you know, just based off, we're in a great area. So those guys want to come home and, and, uh, you know, we had some relationships with them, some prior relationships with them. So that worked out and, and that kind of really got the ball rolling for us. So even, even though that first year maybe wasn't, you know, our record didn't look too good. Uh, we still felt pretty good about what was going to happen you know, uh, cause we were getting just, you know, we could see that, that things were going well and we had some kids on the team. We had some older kids on that team that were, uh, that, that were just hard workers and just the right kind of kids, you know? So, um, everything's contagious, you know, and, and sometimes it takes a little while to build and, and we kind of knew that our third year this past year was going to be our best year. Uh, just the way that, that was, it was just kind of the way things were shaping up. And, uh, obviously, unfortunately, coronavirus hit and we didn't get to finish the the season but uh it was going that way you know i mean we we had we had some we lost a couple dual meets maybe we shouldn't but you know we we had some big dual meet wins we had some guys get some big individual wins and and we had a lot of guys seated at the national tournament so you know uh things were kind of going according to plan i'd say and and really it's just about uh again just having having people who are passionate about wrestling and competing you know guys that love to wrestle and love to compete and then that just catches on you know uh my coaching staff is that way you know me and coach lean and coach headley and and now luke pletcher's our, our volunteer assistant but we're all pretty you know we're all a bunch of wrestle heads we love wrestling and when you know we love competition and and i think that it all got to start from the top you know so that kind of um you know, trickles down into the team and, and we have some some kids on the team that are that are that way too that like like you know that mindset um and so then once you have that i think it's just you kind of allow them to learn and develop and and uh you know we help when we can but really we're just kind of the guide you know and uh you you don't want to get in the way too much you know yeah i mean that's all well you're obviously doing something right uh that that is a program that had a lot of success i was reading about it and then it kind of took a little dip there and i think you bringing back that pit culture and that pit aura probably obviously made a difference. So good for you, coach. Uh, glad you're doing well there. You know, I know, I know you're, um, I think I heard as of yesterday, you guys are allowed to kind of talk to recruits again or kind of be back out on the trail. So. Well, we, we were all, we're always able to call recruits. Uh, yesterday, what happened was, was the first day we can call kids in the 2022 class. You know, so that's June 15th is the first day you can call the, that class. Um, we aren't allowed to get out uh, because of coronavirus. There's a recruiting dead period. So we can't go out and see kids uh, no matter what class they're in and we can't bring them on campus. So that goes until uh, July 31st. Um, but it was supposed to be June 30th. It was May 30th, whatever. And then June 30th and now July 31st. So it just keeps getting pushed back. So who knows? Oh, well, hopefully we'll get through this. Um... So when you when you and your guys hit the uh, recruiting trail or you send your coaches out, um, what kind of intangibles are you looking for uh, for a kid to be a pit wrestler and 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 for kids you know local to pit or or have family that that were to pit and want to come there? 
what should they be doing? Well, I think that, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier in describing our philosophy or the culture of the team is they, we, we want kids that love wrestling and love to compete, you know? And I think that, that maybe that sounds obvious, but it's not so much, uh, where you might have a guy who's winning, but he doesn't really love it. You know, maybe he's just more, uh, more mature, more gifted at that time, you know, because high school kids just develop at a different rate, you know, and uh, once you get to college, sometimes that evens out. But uh, so that's what we're looking for. And, and you see that in the way that they compete, you know, the way that guys compete, are they always getting after it or are they, uh, you know, are they running from good competition? Are they trying to hang on, you know, to a, to a, a lead or they call an injury time to get a break, you know, things like that. Um, you know, those last couple of things, those are indicators that maybe they, they don't really love it. You know, um, a big part of it is seeing how they train, you know, and for us, again, we're in a good location with Western PA and well, Pennsylvania in general is really, you know, a big hotbed for wrestling. Um, Ohio, we're really close to Northeast Ohio and that's a hotbed for wrestling. So we're able to get to see these kids train, you know, and in the whole Northeast, really, I mean, you know, we're not that far from New Jersey in New York. And, uh, so we're in a really good area and we do some, I mean, we nationally recruit too. We got a kid coming in next year from California. So, uh, you know, we'll take a guy from anywhere, but, uh, our location is definitely a big advantage when it comes to recruiting because we're allowed to get around, you know, we're just able to get around these kids a little easier and see what they're really about. And, um, are they really about it or, or, or are they not, you know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, um, so as a, as a parent, when, when you guys are recruiting our kids, um, <clears throat> I know a lot of parents understand that you want our athlete uh, and we want them to get an education. So uh, what are you doing academically to make sure that you keep these kids focused on, on the right track and, and make sure their head is uh, in the right direction and, and their mind is right to be able to perform academically as well? Yeah, well, our, our university has a lot of things in place for student athletes. Um, you know, we're in a Power Five conference, and so with that, there's a lot of resources. Uh, you know, we have our own wrestling academic advisor that will help you schedule classes. There's a, a student athlete um, academic center where you have, you know, when kids come in their freshman year, they have mandatory. Uh, you know, we we place mandatory study hours on them that they have to hit every week, and then once after that first year, if they do well. Um, then you, we lift those, you know, there's no need, they, they're proven that they can handle it so they can do what they want. But if not, you know, we might have to increase the, the study hours or, or, uh, or you know, the, the look at something different, but they have access to tutors, things like that. And that's all in that student athlete uh, academic center. You know, they have their ID, they swipe in. So we know when they're there, they swipe out, we know when they leave. Um, so really, you know, a lot of that is just in place with with our university and Pitt is a good I mean, it's the number one public school in the Northeast, you know, so it's uh, you, we're going to have to get I mean, you got to be a pretty decent student to get in um, to Pitt, you know, even with even with uh, wrestling credentials. So um, a lot of that stuff kind of, you know, we, we just kind of stay on top of the guys and a lot of it's just reminding them, you know, hey, make sure you, you get your study hours in. But usually the guys that are doing well in wrestling are also the guys that we don't have to worry about in school. You know, I mean, how you do something's how you do everything. And that's, that's kind of what we found to be true is that our guys that are winning for us on the mat are also, you know, no problem in the classroom. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and I know, cause I, you know, just from doing the show, I hear some feedback and I know uh, that's one of the big questions that is always asked when I'm talking to college coaches, whether it's a, a division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA, NCWA, whatever parents uh, obviously they love their wrestler, but they also know that college is for the next 40 years. <laughs> so make sure they're, they're, they're around the right people to do that. Hey, uh, uh, Bud Hennenball said, uh, Really good to see Coach Gavin on today. Uh, he brought his team down to the Southern Scuffle last year. It was great to have him down there. Yeah, have him down there again. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think it's tough to say again because we don't know. You know, ex- we we still really don't know exactly what the season looks like with this whole thing going on. But we were planning on going to the Cliff King tournament in Vegas in early December. Um, but who knows? You know, who knows what what's going to take place and. Yeah, little by little. Yeah. Hey, so uh, part of your career um, prior to coaching mm-hmm. uh, as an athlete is you, you got to represent the United States of America and be a USA wrestler. Uh, talk about what that's like to be a kid that gets that opportunity and be around that type of facilities and, and travel the world. and But just to wear that USA on your back, I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome experience. We literally got to travel the world, you know. Um, you know, when you're on the national team, which is the top three in the U.S., uh, you know, most of the years that I competed after college, I was on the national team. So you get to go on those trips, you know, whether it's the World Cup or just some tournament in, in, uh, in Russia or Eastern European country. And so I've been to a lot of different countries uh, for wrestling, and it's just a, it was just a really cool experience, and you get to experience some um, – some things, you know, even outside of wrestling, just culturally that are uh, pretty eye-opening. But, um, but yeah, you know, from the wrestling standpoint, I mean, it was just a matter of, you know, my, when I was coming through high school, I wasn't really a blue chip recruit. I was, I was pretty good, but not a blue chip guy. And then I got to college and I just got a lot better. And a lot of that was just due to the fact that, again, like I was saying earlier about what we look for in, in recruits is just, I loved wrestling. You know, I just wanted to, to, kind of like mastering my craft, you know, and that was really the motivating thing. So that didn't stop, you know, once, uh, my senior, once my senior year completed in college, it was, I knew that I wasn't, uh, I, I knew that I could still, there was still more to do, you know, and, uh, the more that I could learn and get better at. And so, so I pursued, uh, wrestling internationally and, and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it's a, it's a higher level, you know, it's like you, <laughs> you first round at the U S open, you might wrestle a guy that was an all American national champ in college. And so, uh, but again, you know, when, when your motivation is to master your craft, I mean, that's kind of what you're that, that, that's really, that's a lot of fun. You know, that's what you're in it for. So I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I miss it really, you know, I, I love coaching and, and there's no, there's no better feeling than seeing one of your student athletes overcome something and succeed. But at the same time, I mean, I still miss, uh, competing and, and, and wrestling. Cause you know, there's also nothing like that. Yeah. I had a, uh, a high school coach on, he's out in uh, Iowa now, but his son has, I think he's going into his freshman year and has been traveling the world with like the juniors, I guess. Yeah. In your program. Yeah. And he said he went to India. Oh yeah. And he said at first when he got there, he was like, you know, this is not for me. Right. But then when he got to, the wrestling aspect, he was like, wow, the culture here was totally different. They wrestled in dirt. They had to bless the land. 
mm-hmm. they did things a lot differently and he was like wow just to learn this, this is how they wrestle here you know something different yeah. culture wise was pretty cool i don't know yeah. if you've been there but no i've never been to india you know i've been to a lot of eastern european countries i've been to things in russia like nine times you know all different parts of russia but it's uh it is cool and it, and it makes you grateful for what you have here in the states you know that's, that's for sure that's awesome well again great career congratulations um uh, and now you're doing big things by giving back to the sport and i think by by having this platform now and getting to talk to a, a lot of you guys and girls uh, i think giving back is always seems to be something that's most important to you guys so I'm glad to see that's happening and that's how the sport grows from my understanding. What, um, what's your most memorable moments or, or, or something that sticks out to you or that, that big match or, or a moment you said, man, I belong. I don't know, something to that effect. Oh man. Um, you mean, and like as an athlete in my competitive career? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of them. I think that, um, you know, it wasn't like uh, the the beginning of my collegiate career was was a little bit rough. Like it wasn't going um, as well as I would have liked, you know. And and I was kind of taking taking my lumps and sometimes losing close matches and and things like that. And and ha- also having trouble finding my what weight class I should be in and things like that. And then in my third year, I went to the Midlands tournament, and that's kind of that was kind of my breakout um, of when I was like, okay, you know, this is this is going well, you know, I kind of got, uh, validated at that tournament where, you know, I didn't win. I think I got fourth, but I beat a couple guys that were all Americans. And then that was, um, again, that was kind of, you know, some, uh, reassurance that, you know, uh, this is, this is certainly doable, you know, but there was, a, I mean, that was kind of the first time when I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to do well, you know? Uh, but I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of moments in your career that, that, that stand out when you ask that question, you know, and, and a lot of it comes from uh, some of the losses that I had, you know, it was not so much like you, maybe you forget the highlights, you know, and the things that, that stick out are the ones that uh, where you lose, because those are kind of, you know, life-changing in a way, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's funny. Cause all the guys tell me the same thing. I mean, very rarely, um, I mean, like NATO mentioned a win that he had his freshman year over a two-timer that was like, okay, I can compete here. But for the most part, everybody I asked the question to talks about a loss they had or a tournament they lost yeah. or a guy they lost to that that became the reason why they were like, okay, I need to change this or I need to work harder. Or it yeah. was a changing moment in their career. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I lost my junior year. I had a good year and I got second at Nationals and I lost to Ben Askren you know, who's now gone on to do good things and made the Olympic team. And then he was an MMA fighter. But, um, but that was like, that was a big turning point for me of learning that I lost him a couple of times. I lost him twice before that, but it was like, I always felt like I got caught in something or, you know, like kind of made excuses for it, you know? And then my, and then I really thought I was going to win in that, in the finals. And, uh, and it was going well until the end. Uh, (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, after that, I learned that, like, okay, like, I lost to that guy just because he was more prepared um, to win than I was mentally, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, like, up until that point, I was treating it kind of like, like, almost entirely skill-based, you know, like, 
well, I'm going to beat this guy because I know more than he does, you know? And a lot of times that was the case, you know, in college where it was just like, I just wrestled all the time. So I was very comfortable in a lot of different positions. Um, so I felt like no matter what happens, like I'm going to know what to do and he might not. Right. And so, uh, that's where a lot of confidence came from. But when I wrestled Ben, I remember thinking like, like I had him again, like his back against a wall in a position, you know, in a position in a match where he wasn't used to. And then the way he responded was like, all right, this guy's, you know, he's the real deal as far as a competitor goes, you know? And that's when I learned like that it's a, you know, you gotta be ready for that no matter who you, who you're up against, you know, usually I would, even though, even if the guy was good, I'd wrestle him and, he, and you could kind of feel when they would like, they would give a little bit, you know what I mean? When you get him to a certain point and you could kind of feel like, like, all right, he's done, you know? And, uh, with Ben, like, I felt like I should have had him at that point, but it, it, it didn't come, you know, uh, in the third period, it was tied and he got called for stalling. And he like was a guy that never got called for stalling. And, uh, and I thought like, all right, you know, I gotta, I'm gonna get this guy. And, it's but he went through, like different gear, you know, and he like refocused himself and, and got to my leg and ended up, uh, actually ended up putting me on my back and scrambled. But, um, but anyways, you know, that was a big, that was a big one in my collegiate career where I was like, all right, you know, there's a, there's a level to, to just being a mental, you know, mentally, there's levels to being mentally tough is what I kind of learned in that. I, I think that's, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've been, um, I've been learning a lot. Uh, Brent Branson, thank you for sharing the struggle and growth path. I'm going to share this with my son. Um, well, so yeah, and it's it's crazy because don't people say like Askren wasn't that that guy that was always in the best shape or always he was always in really good shape. Like he never got tired. Um, he just wasn't like uh, like very physically um, uh, dominant. Like he was a really good scrambler, and he never got tired, and he was good on top. So that was kind of his his uh, game, but. After wrestling a couple of times, I thought like, well, I can kind of pick them apart on my feet because uh, I'm not going to allow myself to get into those scrambles, you know. But uh, but anyways, yeah, it was just kind of like a, I learned, you know, there, there's levels to like I thought I was pretty mentally tough and I and I was to a certain degree, you know, but there was a different level of like when you're in a match like that of, of uh, you know, buckling down and finding a way to win, you know, where. Um, up to that point, it was just like, I was mentally tough because I can, I can endure a lot, you know, like I wouldn't break, but there was, uh, you know, from that, you know, from competing against him, I learned and other guys like him. I mean, I, especially when my international career, you run into that a lot, you know, you wrestle guys that are world Olympic champions, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's a, it, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to, to find a way to win, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, like I was talking to um, Maka Vielo, Mach. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, my first two years, I was just terrible in college. Like I was getting whooped, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, but I was always bigger and stronger than everybody, but I realized that I needed to study wrestling more. And yeah. So he had to change kind of his understanding and, and yeah. that's the same way. So he, and then he ended up obviously doing really good things. So, yeah. Him, when did you start? Uh, Brent Branson is asking, when did you start wrestling freestyle? Uh, I think I was in eighth grade when I started. I had a really good club in my area that uh, brought in a lot of great um, clinicians and things like that. And that that club, 
was, it's called Northeast Freestyle Greco-Roman and it was in Pittston, um, at Pittston area high school, but, uh, by Wilkes-Barre PA. But, um, that club is kind of really what gave me, you know, uh, where I caught the bug for wrestling because I was exposed to a lot of high level wrestling. And that was, uh, that's when I, like up until that point, I thought kind of what you were saying, Machiavellio was saying was like, if you were just big and strong, you're going to beat the guy who's not, you know, <laughs> which had probably at a certain age, that's true. But then I learned that, you know, from the clinicians and things like that, that got brought into this club it was like, well, there's a whole nother, you know, this is really an art, you know, this is an art form and I can, you know, I could, uh, I could figure something out here. And so that was kind of where that all started. Yeah. And it's helped me because um, something I, and I know, I know the coaches deal with my kid and, and I don't, but I did from some of the stuff that I've done here, I told him, I go, you know, he's such a, a wrestling head or whatever you guys call it. Cause he's, he watches video. He watches yeah. those things. He does um, the moves. He, he works on it, but he's, he's never been strong yet, you know? So this off season, he's been really, he's gone from walking around at 140 to right now he's walking around at 154, but his mind still isn't there. And I, I keep telling him, you know, you've got, um, you've been, you've been taught a lot of good things, but you lost to your strength, but now you're strong enough. But mentally, when you, when you get ready to say, okay, I'm going into a match and they have to wrestle me, not I have to wrestle them. Mm-hmm. which I'm learning through this and I'm trying to pass on to him. It makes yeah. a difference. Um, and I, I've had a lot of great coaches on here like yourself. Tell me how they coach, not their, not their kids, kids, but their, their kids, right? They're wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's been cool for me because maybe I'm saying the wrong thing as a parent. And then now through this, when he gets off the mat, I can understand more now. I, I, I can see more now and I can be like, Hey, well, that's the way it goes, right? <laughs> so move on. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, I got some questions for you. You ready? Yeah, sure. All right, Klondike bar or Clark bar? Klondike. I don't know what a Clark bar is. I don't know. It says that it's the chocolate bar of Pittsburgh. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go Klondike. Yeah. All right, Bork or Sid the Kid? Oh, Sid. Yeah. <laughs> Pierogies or raviolis? Oh, raviolis. Ah, Pittsburgh guy going raviolis. I'm not from Pittsburgh, so uh, I went to school here and stuff, but I'm from from Scranton, so. Raviolis it is. Yeah. Bradshaw or Big Ben? Big Ben. Uh, Carnegie Museum or the Science Center? Uh... I'll say Carnegie Museum. I don't know if I've ever been to either of those. I'll say <laughs> Steelers Carnegie. or Penguins? Steelers. Chip Tam or fried zucchini? What was the first one? Chip Tam sandwich? Okay, chip, yeah, Chip Tam. Uh, Pie Express or Alex's Corner? Mm, I, I, I don't know either of those. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay, no problem. I don't, I just, I look in the area, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Duquesne Incline or Phipps Conservatory? Uh, I'll do the Incline. Phipps is uh, Phipps is cool, but it's, I don't know. It's more for my wife than me. You know, <laughs> okay. All right. So they say that the big the big things in the the two sandwiches in Pittsburgh is the either the Promonte Brothers sandwich or the Pit Cubasa. Yeah. Um, 
don't know. I mean, I guess I'll go for Manny's just because it's 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 the popular thing to say, but I do think Manny's is overrated, so I'll throw that out there. <laughs> so you're going street kielbasa. <laughs> I think I'd probably go kielbasa too. I don't know if I'm a big sauerkraut fan, but yeah, I do um, like for Manny's. It just gets it gets hyped up a lot. Yeah, it's probably like uh, I lived in Philly for a while, and you hear Gina's and Pat's a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, those are those are my questions. But I just. I kind of researched the area that you guys are in. So I just mm -hmm. kind of ask the questions and sometimes everybody knows them and sometimes they don't, but it's fun to, fun for me to educate myself on the area. Yeah. 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 You might have better luck with, um, you said you're going to have Drew on. Yeah. He comes on yeah. at one. He's, he's more of a Pittsburgh guy than I am. He grew up, uh, he grew up around here. Oh, oh I'm going to ask him the same questions. So. Yeah. Yeah. He might, have so many he might have better answers than me. <laughs> That's okay. Anything, uh, uh any questions you want me to ask him no no whatever you want he's he's an open book so cool well i'm excited i had um i had a gentleman on yesterday was it yesterday that wrestled for lehigh and um coaches over at quest and uh oh, yeah. and spends spent a lot of time with drew yeah mason right yeah mason so um i told him yeah, drew drew to coach at lehigh yeah Yes, uh, it was a great, great guy to talk to. So it was fun having him on, and yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you're familiar with Quest being a coach that recruits kids. So. Yeah, yeah, they're a great club. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Coach. And if there's anything that I can ever be of assistance with from my show or whatever, um, feel free to hit me up. If you guys start opening up and you want to shout out some camps or whatever you're doing for the country, uh, let me know, man. We'll get on. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Have a great day. That's beautiful there. So enjoy the weather. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>